Welcome, friends, to The Alex Levy Show. I am your host, Alex Levy, and I'm honored to have you spend an hour here with me. If you want to trust your inner guidance, ignite your intuition, and lead a more spirit-guided life, then you are in the right place. I am a psychic medium, intuitive coach, and creator of the Spirit Guided Oracle, and you are listening on the International Angels Network. My passion is to help lightworkers cultivate their intuition. It is my hope that our time here today will be high vibe, spirited, and filled with light energy as we talk about practices, tips, and strategies to help guide people to their natural fullness of power and wholeness. I am so excited about you joining me here today. Thank you for showing up. My guest today is a good friend of mine, Eric Myers. And we are talking about the Myers mindset, but more on that in a minute. I just want to take a moment to thank everyone here at the International Angels Network and our amazing producer and founder, Claudia Ibarra, for creating this safe space for light workers to connect and support each other and unite. And finally, I would love for you to experience my uh, angel clearing meditation. If you just head on over to my angel circle over at alexlevyonline.com. And I just have a few announcements before we get started. If you are searching for a spiritual practitioner, we invite you to check out the International Angels Network directory. There are readings, energy healing, teachers, coaches, mentors, metaphysical online stores for your mind, body, and spirit. Just head on over to internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash directory. And this podcast is brought to you by Audible by Amazon. You can get your free audiobook today. So to redeem your audiobook, visit audibletrial.com forward slash international angels. And you can try Audible free for one month and receive a free audiobook for just subscribing as this really helps us to support our online radio network, which we really appreciate. So to redeem your free audiobook, head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash international angels. You can cancel anytime and you keep your free, your first audiobook for free of charge. All right. So without further ado, I'm so excited to introduce our special guest today. Uh, my friend who, and coach and mentor, uh, Eric Myers. Eric is a husband, a dog dad, a pizza lover, an author, and he studies what makes humans happy and is interviewing a thousand people on their story and de definition of happiness on the Myers Mindset podcast. You can also head on over to MyersMindset.com and sign up to get his uh, book, 
free when it comes out, no zero days. So welcome, Eric, and thank you so much for joining us today. Alex, I am so stoked to be here. I'm excited, man. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too. Thank you so much. So we connected, gosh, a, a while ago, and I was introduced to you uh, around 2017. You were writing your first book, which has become an Amazon bestseller, by the way, which I'm so excited. And that is Overcoming Shyness, Break Free, Break Out of Your Shell and Express Your True Self. So I want to talk a little bit about that in a minute, but can you please share with um, our listeners a little bit about your background? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I do want to acknowledge you, Alex, for uh, everything over the last two years now, two or three years, I think it was like early, or late 2016, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's been really cool just to see you take all these skills you already have had and, uh, and develop those communication skills and grow your audience and helping more people. So just awesome stuff, man. It's really cool seeing, seeing from afar what you're doing. Uh, Thank you. and, uh, yeah, it's awesome. But, uh, so Eric Myers, my story, um, the condensed loaded version, question, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who am I? Um, so, I mean, pretty simple, shy kid growing up, super shy. Uh, everything kind of revolved around sports. It was swimming, basketball, soccer, all like that was it and uh luckily i had two parents who loved me and my siblings a ton uh poured a lot of love into us but they just i mean it never worked out for their marriage so uh kind of just a, a weird family you know kind of or lack of function and uh structure like i know a lot of people can relate with uh but luckily you know they they did love us a ton um yeah and that nothing too crazy or, or different for the first 19 years and then a week before I was going to start college my dad who had struggled for a long time with depression uh, ended up taking his own life and that, you know that was a, a big big turning point as a 19 year old who uh, like I said really shy very introverted and, and my dad was not just a dad but really like a, a best friend one of the few people I felt really really comfortable talking to and expressing myself with um, so that was tough, obviously. Anyone who's lost a, a parent or just a close friend or a uh, close person knows, I mean, whether you're 19 or 91 or nine years old, it's, it's going to be tough, right? Right. And uh, so that was a big turning point. Uh, obviously, the, my mindset at that time was in a, a completely different space. Um, a lot of anxious thoughts. Uh, a lot of the questions kind of shifted from, you know, am I going to fit in? What's my major going to be? Uh, am I going to make friends? Started shifting to much different questions. Like what, what are we doing here? What's the whole point of this whole life thing? Um, and, uh, yeah, just a really confusing, dark time. And, um, I kind of, my coping mechanism at that time was to, uh, I was going to university of Oregon, which was a ton of fun. And I had, again, great friends, but when we drank and we drank a lot, I was drinking to escape. You know, I, we had a lot of fun, but I was drinking to escape and get out of my mind. Uh, and uh, I just remember every night, you know, going to bed and we drink like Wednesday through Sunday. Like it was, I mean, it was fun, but it was dangerous. You know, at that time, I just remember thinking like, Oh shit, I'm back. You know, like when you're laying in bed, it's like, I'm back with my mind. Right. I like, I got out of it for a while, but now I'm back with these thoughts and everything. And, 
that just led to, to again a dark place and uh ended up me kind of kind of questioning do i want to keep living do i want to move forward is is life just too much right is it too much to, to handle um so that was a tough part and then i uh, i don't know what happened what exactly it was but there's kind of just this slow turning point i knew i i wanted things to change i picked up a book that helped with anxiety and I hated reading. It's funny now to think like I love to write because I hated reading and writing growing up, like never did it for fun, uh, barely did it for school. But uh, I, I picked up this book. It's called Control the Crazy. I think we talked about it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And what really stood out to me, and I didn't know it was a self-help book. If I knew that, I, I, I may stayed away from it because all the, the stigma that comes with it, right? Right. And uh, I remember just thinking like, damn, like other people feel this way too. They feel disconnected from others. They feel isolated. I was like, I'm not the only one who feels kind of crazy, you know? And that was a big yeah. eye opener for me. And, um, and just realizing like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's the age. I don't know when we start to realize, like become aware of our thoughts. But for me, it was like, oh, there's all these thoughts in my head. I don't have to attach myself as this anxious, shy, you know, awkward person. Like I can focus on different thoughts. Right. Um, and I don't think I articulated it like that as a 20 year old. It was just like, Oh, I don't want to feel so shitty, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that, that started to turn. And then I, uh, the, the inspiration for the book overcoming, overcoming shyness was like, four or five years after I had this big day and I think I've told you about it. There's this day I was working at the rec center at U of O. I just had a lot of energy that day and I just started talking to people. And as simple as that is, I had fun talking to people and it went beyond just like small talk. And I think my, my biggest limiting belief at the time was like, I am always awkward around people. I'm always anxious. Like I'm always nervous. And the fact that I could just, enjoy a conversation that was huge for me I mean that was a big like shift within myself and so that's when things started to change and I uh, fast forward a few years later met my beautiful wife Dominique um, and then we moved to Maui for three years and uh, started a online fitness coaching business so that was that's been kind of our last our life the last four or five years and then uh there's been within the last like six months, I I've known for a while I needed to kind of step away from the fitness side. It's just not my, my true passion that I truly love. I really love the writing. I love the podcast. Um, right. And so Dominique has taken over the uh, fitness coaching and then I do uh, do the podcast and that's, that's my life in, in five minutes. Alex. That's awesome. <laughs> you, you really accomplished so much. Um, but I kind of want to go back to when, like, your high school, you know, college years, you know, you wrote in the book, like, you went from, you know, you were the, sh the shy kid, and you were a teen, you kind of always had these thoughts, like, why am I so awkward, or, you know, I wish I were more confident, and I know so many people struggle with that, and, and you really express that through the book, but how, how did you go from being, you know, were you, weren't you, like, nicknamed like the most quiet or kid or something in high school. So this is weird. I was voted most quiet and best smile. So apparently I just <laughs> walked around 
smiling, like, smiling and not talking, but not talking. <laughs> <laughs> which must have happened later. Cause I had a huge gap in the middle of my teeth and oh had braces God. when I was like 16. So maybe, maybe it was after the braces came off, but <laughs> that's funny. Anyway. Yeah. I was voted most quiet. Uh, so sorry. Again, the question was kind of, how do you, how yeah, do you, so how did you kind of shift? Was it that, that kind of, the kind of realization you had when you picked up that book or was it, you know, a bunch of things? Kind yeah, of I think that. it's, it, it's a thousand little things. And, um, the, I, th- so I, I feel like the process from that, from, from changing anything you want to change, you know, a, lot, a big one you're saying is like, and mm-hmm. that I relate with is, from nervous and awkward and, and anxious to confident. Um, and I think one of the big first steps is knowledge, right? It's learning from other people. It's listening to podcasts like these, right. it's picking up books, it's talking to people. I mean, however you best learn. Uh, I like for me, it's, it, I need a book, a, a physical book, and that's how my mind interprets it best. So I think that's the first step is getting the information from someone else who, who's, done it or who's doing right. it you know and, and then I think the next step is to start doing it right but but that's where most people get caught up mm-hmm. and I think that the most important that's the most overlooked is we like to make we try to make this big gap from I'm nervous and awkward to I'm confident right and and we forget everything in between and exactly. so it, it's the same principles that you know I learned from coaching people with their fitness you got to break that shit down so mm-hmm. small, like small steps, the right? smallest thing and not discredit like the importance of how small they are. So that like for me, it was to go in from, and I'm still, I mean, I, I still can, I still get awkward and, and like shy sometimes. Um, so I, I think it's, it's more so about making it a part of your daily routine. It's, right. it's about making it, you know, like, so I think it starts with like, okay, what's asking yourself these questions? Like, what am I kind of afraid of? And what's the worst thing that's going to happen? And then, I mean, you just do it. And most people are like, okay, I've heard that. I know I need to just do it, but how do I do it? One really good uh, tip that I've learned from the book, The Five Second Rule, is you just start a countdown in your head. Five, four, three, two, one. And then you go do the thing. So I love it that might, tip. Yeah. Yeah. It might be initiating a conversation. It may even just be like, I mean, start so small that you're just like smiling at people or right. you're just, you know, you're That's just so easy. I mean, anybody right. can do that, you know? Exactly. Um, I, even this one, I was, I was walking our dog Nala today and uh, it was, it's kind of like this affirmation series, but he talks about having, having love in your heart all the time. And I know especially the people listening can really, relate with those principles and even looking at people and just saying in your head, obviously, unless you want to say it out loud too, but just saying like, I love you. Mm-hmm. Right? Starting there, starting from that place. I yeah. think it's a really good place. It just uh, shifts a lot. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So I think it, it starts with like the knowledge. It starts with getting the right, focusing on the right ideas and then breaking down, like, what do I need to do so small that you know you can do it? And then, and then using tricks like the five second rule and stuff like that. Yeah, I can definitely vouch for, for those, those tips, especially the smiling one. You know, I've incorporated that a lot and it was, it's just, it's contagious and it really does kind of do something in your body. There, there is something happening, but kind of what you said earlier, I, I, 
I, I think it's important that you also, you know, there's a lot of fear people have around being um, quiet or there's this, there's almost like a shame. So mm-hmm. I think it's important to, uh, you know, face that kind of shadow in a way and learn to be comfortable with that Definitely. before you can really start to say, okay, you know, I'm ready to be more confident. I, I, I can make conversation. I, you know, I have it in me, but yeah, I can be quiet too. And that's okay. Right. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being an introverted person. Right. We're kind of in this, I mean, if you're in the U S like it's kind of expected that you're outgoing and bold and confident, oh, for uh, sure. whether you're a man or woman. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a thousand percent okay to be someone who is, I mean, if you are naturally introverted, that's okay. You know, and, mm-hmm. and maybe like, uh, and again, one of those little tips, little things that help me out is like, I actually, I think I talked about it in the book too. It's this principle of like camera in camera out. Mm-hmm. If, if all I'm focused on is I'm quiet, I'm shy, I'm awkward your camera is in. And I learned this from a a beginning acting class in college. Oh, cool. And then if you just shift camera out and you're focused on the world around you, you can like, I think the easiest hack to like start a conversation or meet new people or anything like that is just to ask questions. Keep asking Mm -hmm. questions, like keep the focus off of yourself. Cause one that takes the pressure, you know, you're like, okay, I don't need to talk about myself. I can just ask other people questions. And then also, like most people love, most people love talking about themselves, right? Right, right. So if you can get them talking, I went to a, we did like a networking event a few days ago. And I remember like prepping myself going to it. I'm like, okay, this isn't about me. Like I'm going in there to ask as many questions as I can. Because when I do that, it just, it's a sigh, a breath of fresh air. Okay, I don't have to worry about talking about my career and stuff. If I just keep asking questions. So I think. I think questions is a big one. Camera out, kind of stop focusing on yourself so much. You know? Right, right. But, uh, that's, at least that's what it's helped me out. I like that. I appreciate that. Um, so, you know, intuition is something I, I kind of follow and, and, and it's important to me. And I'm always curious, like right now, especially, I feel like there's so much noise in the world these days, right? So, how do you, like, what is your strategy for listening to yourself, to tuning in and listening to your intuition? I, I mean, the straightforward answer is meditation mm-hmm. for me. Um, I, I kind of think about it like this. Like, there, imagine, like, there's this, there's this tube, this gap between our brain and our heart. Mm-hmm. That's how I think about tu- intuition, at least. So there's this gap. And a lot of times, the gap, is kind of like filled and cluttered and clogged with all of our anxious thoughts. That's what our focus is on. Right. And for me, at least just quieting the mind meditation clears that tube. So if I can clear that tube, then I have a a functioning, uh, and I know this is a weird metaphor, but I have a functioning like tube between my brain and my heart. And so the things that I start to do, the actions I take, I can trust them more because I know they're not coming from a place of anxiety and worry so much. And uh, so, I, I mean, I think that's it for me, at least in, in what I've seen is like whatever form of meditation works best for you. Like I do a, like a priming meditation in the morning that's focused on gratitude and focused on what goals and, and um, you know, sensory and stuff like this and breathing. 
but some people, I mean, some people are great with guided meditations. You mentioned the one at the beginning of the podcast you have. Um, whatever form of meditation, I think that's the, the cheat code, so to speak. Right. The cheat code to your intuition. Because uh, I know also like a lot of, especially anxious and uh, usually prevalent with introverted people, they're like, well, I just can't trust my intuition, right? right. Oh, my yeah. intuition keeps effing me up, right? Right, so, right, right. So you have to clear that tube, that metaphorical tube. And I think that the most effective way to do that is, is clearing the mind. Well, and I don't know if you, whether, whether you realize this, but on an energy perspective, you know, what you're saying is true because you're, you're getting out of your head and you're truly connecting to, to your, your heart chakra and your heart center, mm -hmm. um, which is where we feel. And, and instead of thinking, cause you can't mm -hmm. think logically with intuition. I okay. think it's a feeling, right? It's just Definitely. inner knowing. So um, why do you think that people, may not be uh, living to their fullest potential. And what, what are some tips they could, you know? It's a really good question. Um, I can only kind of speak from experience. Um, living lower potential to higher potential, I think one of the biggest ones for me was, I mean, it, it, it comes down to the belief of I'm worth it, right? My worth being the best I can be, right? Am I worth my highest potential? And then, because once, I think that's one of the biggest hurdles. Once you get past that, then you can, the, the habits and the, the things you need to do to get to that place, whatever that place is, mm -hmm. uh, it becomes, okay, of course I can do that. I believe in myself. So I, I think at least how I think about potential and, and living to our, our fullest potential is um, starting with like, just the belief that I, I can do what makes me the most happy. And I think a lot of it, when people think, and for me too, like about potential, it's easily, it's misinterpreted as this destination. I get to this right. place, right? This book, I finish this book. So I must be yeah. like living my potential. And I think it's just a never ending, you know, it's this never ending journey of, pursuing something. I think that's where all the fun is, is pursuing it. So believing I'm, I'm capable and worthy of living to my best potential, writing my book, doing my podcast. Uh, you know, if you're an athlete or an artist or a singer, there's never this end spot. It's just the pursuit of it. That's, that's where all the fun is. And then you don't have to worry about the results. You don't have to worry if, you know, you're, you're painting, does sells this or mm. how many people listen to your songs on Spotify. You're not worried about that because you're just focused on, well, am I enjoying myself doing this thing? Right. I, you know, so I don't know. I mean, it's a tough question. It's a really good question. But I like what you, I like that, you know, kind of thinking on a bigger picture, you know, maybe we should word it like to your potentials. It's not just one right. thing. Right. Right. So um, you, you list, I think you list an exercise in your book, um, a goal list, right? You, you created a list, which I kind of do something similar um, in a workshop, but I like it because you start out, I think, by sharing with people to list out like 50 goals, mm, Yeah. right? Because I think sometimes people have a hard time. They get overwhelmed with, oh my gosh, I, I need to do this. I need to do this. But I think the goal you have, um, do you remember this, what I'm talking about? Yeah. You list yeah, out yeah. The 50 goals and then you kind of break it down. 
mm-hmm. and you match an affirmation to it, right? right? Right. And you kind of streamline that. Do you want to share a little bit? Because that definitely helps, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it starts the brainstorming process of just, right. it's like getting it all out of your system. It's a big giant brain dump on a yeah, piece of paper. I like know? that, a brain dump. <laughs> um, because, because most of the time people are like, I, I just don't know what my goals are. I don't know right. what I want to do. Right. So yeah. I think just, sitting down either pen and paper or typing it out on a computer, just list out as much as you can, you know, mm-hmm. just let it fly. That's why I said the goal of 50, um, just to get it all out there and just then to get you, it out. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can start kind of pick and choosing which ones, you know, I'm going to start going for now. And so for me, at least it, it kind of evolves from like, okay, this big, big giant brain dump. And then I kind of, pick and choose what am I going to focus on for me at least lately it's been like five or six at a time mm-hmm. and, and those aren't always like those are a, a combination of like things I do things I accomplish things I get done but also like the person I want to be I want to be a, a playful person I want to be mm-hmm. a social person you know right. so I, fo- I I take like five or six of these and it's just fresh on my mind with you know new year's pretty pretty recent right. um and so I have actually, it's like, it's like 10, like five of each five, like what I want to accomplish and do. And then five of who I want to become, right. Uh, more characteristics, uh, personality, that kind of stuff. And then like you're, you're leading into, it's like, and then affirming from a place of you're already there. Right. So let me actually, let me grab mine. It's, it's right here. Let me grab it real quick. <laughs> You know, while Eric's grabbing this, I, I, I really do feel like this is so beneficial. And sometimes I feel like when you're going through these brain dumps, as Eric says, it's almost like you may brainstorm and come up with things that you didn't even know was a goal. I know that happened to me last year. Um, I was kind of brainstorming and it just came to me that I don't want to drive as much. Like I want to start walking. And I was like, I would have never thought driving less would have ever been the goal like I almost thought that sounded stupid when I said it but I was like you know what I do I don't really like driving I want to drive less and I want to start walking and and taking bikes you know so I think it's it's funny how stuff like that can come to us dude I relate to that so much I I think the same thing I don't want to spend so much of my life in a car like commuting from one place to the next there's something just like anxiety ridden about that um, but yeah, I, I can relate so much. We just moved to a new place. We were downtown San Diego before and we moved three or four months ago and we're like a couple blocks away from the beach now. Mm-hmm. And we hardly ever drive and quality of life is just like <laughs> risen yeah. straight up. Like, I agree. Much better. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I relate so much with that. Uh, so the goals, right? I have yeah. this little note card and people listening won't be able to see it, but Alex, see it in in the video and uh so in the morning when i'm going through kind of my morning routine i write out these kind of affirmations so the the personality ones are like you know i'm playful joyful um bold confident which it's kind of like i was thinking about this morning they are very like opposite in a lot of ways like bold confident and then like playful light-hearted and i I really like living in the middle of like extremes i really like Right. Cuss words and meditation. There's I really like position of, yeah. Yeah. Like weight training and yoga. I think yeah. you need, you know, you need 
both. Anyway, that's that's another topic. Um, and then, you know, just stuff like great husband, um, easily makes new friends. So the point being like, there's these personality ones. And then I have ones that are more focused on, you know, hundred interviews, finishing my next book. And then I think we need to see it every day. Yeah. When it comes to goals, I think we need to see it. And I write them down like in a little journal. It doesn't take that long, but I think it needs to be fresh on the mind mm-hmm. all the time. Fresh on the mind all the time, always seeing it, affirming it. Um, you know, seeing yourself like living like you're already there, right. but also not being delusional to yourself, knowing you're still in the process of it, right? Right. And then like the last part, when, as far as like goals is like, don't be afraid to mix them up. Like I might wake up tomorrow and be like, I don't want to, I, don't, I no longer want to do a new podcast episode every day. I'll just cross mm-hmm. that one out and maybe make room something else. So like, you don't need to be super rigid in your goals and you don't need to be like so narrow focused. It's okay to let some kind of spontaneity into it as well. I think that at least for me, that was a big just allowing myself to accept that helped a ton. I love that. That's, that's great advice. And uh, I love the idea of separating them too. But um, so how you, you have so many projects. Can you tell us a little bit about your, your upcoming book that you're working on? Yeah. So this is, this will be my second one. And I've been, I've had like, 27 different I don't know how many a lot of different book ideas for like what's the next one going to be overcoming shyness was so easy because it had been in my head for like four years right like it was mostly just like sharing my life and the tips and practices I've learned this next one's like that same idea but uh so no zero days comes from our fitness coaching from the last Mm -hmm. again three or four years and what we found, and this principle can be applied not just for your health and working out and, excuse me, nutrition, but I mean, literally any area of your life. And it's a lot of what we were talking about earlier, right? When we're breaking things down to the smallest nth degree. Right. So no zero days basically is every day you do something towards your goal. And the important part is you, you make that something so small that you mm. know you can do it. So it's so creating like, the action steps for almost, right? Exactly. Okay. So, exactly. So like if, it, if you're trying to, to get in shape, lose weight, whatever it may be, your smallest thing each day could be like, I'm going to walk around the block or I'm going to do five push-ups, right? Something like you basically eliminate all excuses that might come up because mm-hmm. you can just, I could just plop on the floor right now and do five sit-ups, right? Right the important part is just that you get in the habit of showing up each day. There's something really interesting. I I read uh, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. And uh, I love the story. He he said, there's this guy who he, he wanted to lose weight, right? He wanted to get in shape. And for the first like five or six weeks, I think it was like after work, all he would do is he would go to the gym, walk around for a little bit and then go home. That was it. Hmm. Just go there out five minutes. He'd do that for five or six weeks. And but after five or six weeks, he was like, you know, well, shit, I'm already here. I might as well start doing something. I might as well hop on that treadmill for 20 minutes or whatever it may be. Right. And 
just, just from that, starting at that place, like, I think it was like a year later, he lost like a hundred pounds. Wow. Something crazy wow. like that. The point being like, if we just, most of us are, are focused on the result. They're focused on, I want to finish this book. I want to finish, mm-hmm. I want to lose that 20 pounds. We get so caught up in, in the end point mm-hmm. that we come again. I mean, we're just talking about this too, but we, we overlook everything in between. So if we can just get in that habit, making it a system of showing up and making it really, really easy for you, um, then, uh, then we kind of let the autopilot take over and then it, it, we just kind of flow with it. And I've seen this again, I talk a lot, I'm going to talk a lot in the book about health and fitness and that kind of thing. But for me, even like, it's been tough to establish a meditation routine, like to do it consistently. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people know how good meditation for it is, right. for you, but we don't always do it. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, same thing. I mean, journaling, like yeah. writing, I mean, anything you want to do. Um, the important part is, is figuring out how to like kind of hack your life to make it mm-hmm. simple for yourself. So you're not always like pushing and pushing and pushing. You just add in these little, I think about it as like hacks, cheat codes all the time. How can you make it so simple right. that it just, you know, it just becomes a habit. So that's the kind of main idea from it. Uh, I can't even take like no zero days that came from, we had a, a group, like our clients were all in a Facebook group. One of them, I don't even know who it was, uh, was the one who started like hashtagging it, making it a trend. So I'm going to go oh, back and, and give them a, a ton of credit for it. But, uh, and I, I mean, the idea itself is, is been around no zero days. You just do something every day and making it super small. Um, yeah. Begin at the beginning, right? That's exactly it. Yeah. So how do you get into that creative zone when you're writing? It's a good question. Um, so I, I think fr- the freedom of creativity, freedom and creativity come from discipline. Um, and, and most, a lot of times we think the opposite. When I'm disciplined or rigid, then I lose my creativity. But I, I've found at least when it comes to writing um, when it comes to anything I, I want to do something creative with, I need the discipline around it. So I need to block out that time. So from like for a writing perspective, uh, that was like when I, when I wrote the first book, and I'll, I haven't even written the second book yet, full disclosure. Still working <laughs> on it. <laughs> uh, but when I wrote the first book, it was like an hour every day, no matter what I'm writing within this time. And then just like we did with the brain dump, mm-hmm. it starts with just like, I would just type out a page of complete nonsense. Like right. I saw a duck while walking my dog on 32nd street, just stupid stuff. Yeah. Just, get, just to get it going, like just to, to warm up your system, so to speak. And then within that, then, you know, in two, three, four minutes later, I find myself actually talking about what I'm trying to get after. So it was the discipline of having this hour, right? This hour within that I need to warm myself up into it, but then the creative juices start to flow. And same thing with like the podcast, right? I've had this goal to do a podcast episode every day. Sometimes it's only like five minutes. Um, I'm getting better at it. I mean, I think yesterday I, I've missed a handful of days already this year, <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Right? Like it, it, it is okay. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, but if I create that space of like, I'm going to do it as soon as I get home from the gym. Like again, cheat codes, hacking system. Yeah, um, systems. Yeah. You, you get in that system and then it, it's something that 
you just have to be there for it to, to come out. Right. Yeah. I would imagine like, yeah, sometimes like maybe it's a song idea or, you know, a book idea, whatever it may be comes to you intuition, right. You're going mm -hmm. for a walk or something like that. But also I think you just have to, you have to show up, you have to be there. Yeah. Right? Uh, and then second part of that is, is just moving the body. So I think I get most of my, my, I won't even call them great ideas. I'll call them decent ideas when I'm out walking the dog, mm -hmm. you know, when I'm out at the gym, um, just the energy, creating the energy within our body, moving around. It's, it's, uh, so much, a neuroscience and biology and, and stuff. I can't speak intelligently about, I just know it, it's true and it works. Well, it's, it's definitely true and it works. And it's something I um, talk to my students about in my intuition camp. And that is, I think, one of the biggest tips to get your intuition flowing because it's mm. definitely moving your physical body. So not only does it do what you were saying, but intuition requires energy. It's an energetic mm. frequency. So yeah. if your energy is stagnant, then nothing is going to flow, right? Right. So from a lot of stuff, so you've got, that's such a good point too, for not only for intuition, but for creativity. I think that's yeah. awesome. Energy, that's, energy yeah. is everything. It, it sure really is. is. Yeah. yeah, it is. So I kind of want to pivot for a moment. Um, so, you know, I, I do mediumship and I work with people and clients who are dealing with a lot of grief. Mm -hmm. And I know you, you've dealt with your own grief at a young age do you have any strategies or advice for people who, who have maybe recently lost a loved one or who are in that grieving process right now? Yeah, I think, um, I think the most important thing, first off, is to accept that it's okay to feel bad. It's okay to feel shitty for a while. And uh, I know, like, when I lost my dad, like, for a long time, I kept trying to push. I need to feel better. I want to feel better. I need to feel better. And I, and obviously, right, like not a ton of progress comes from that. But when you kind of just accept it, um, that's when things start to open up a little bit more. Um, so I think just accepting, you know, it's going to take some time, it's gonna, I'm going to be sad for a little while. And, right. and I think we overlook sadness. And I think we overlook depression and, and darkness, because there's a lot of wisdom and truth that we can find within it. So being patient with yourself, you know, and, and doing, you know, your body scans, like just how am I feeling? What, what can I learn from this? I think asking yourself good questions too. What, what can I learn from this experience? Like what, what's good about this experience? Asking those kind of questions because our brain is like a computer, right? Yeah. We ask the questions, it'll give us an answer. And um, I remember, I think I've told you about this, like even with my dad, I remember being at the hospital. It's like when we made that decision, you know, we're kind of going to pull the plug. Like I remember thinking in the back of my mind, Somehow, I don't know how yet, but somehow, like, something really good is going to come from this. Mm -hmm. And in retrospect, it, you know, it did, but it's because I was asking myself, like, what, what's good about this situation? Like, what, and, and it's where I kind of found my greatest strength. So if you're grieving right now and, and you're in a tough, dark place, what, whether you're grieving or you're not, you're just caught up, like, acknowledging, being aware of the fact, like, this is where your strength is being built, right? Right. Like, like in the dark night in with batman like he he built that strength when he's in this giant hole right That's there's right, a lot yeah. of awesome metaphors in that book but like he was in that hole that he couldn't get out of that that's where he started to build that i it's funny i haven't talked about that movie i don't know why i just came to me uh but that's where he started to build up that strength right 
And, uh, and, and the second part of that, so first is like your own kind of mindset, your own um, acceptance and, and awareness of what's going on and, and asking your questions. The second part of it, I, it's, I think is so important um, is, is talking about it. Find, you yeah. know, having people like you uh, to express your feelings. And for me, back in, the, like in college, it was going to a counselor. Mm-hmm. That was by far one of the best things I had ever done. And I think, I mean, I, I think to this day, I still, I should probably go see a therapist. I think we should all go see a therapist. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Or, I mean, <laughs> that's let what, it out, right? Exactly. And, yeah. and it's, it's, uh, I was just a week ago to the day I stayed up all night talking to these like four guys who had just become really good friends. But the, the conversation started, we were up until like all night until six in the morning. It started with the fact that it's so tough in our culture today to express our feelings, mm-hmm. right? And especially as men, but for everyone to express your feelings honestly and openly. Right. Uh, but I, I just don't, I don't know if there's another way around it than that. I think we have to get real. We have to get, cause we can do so much in our own head. We can do so much by ourselves, but, uh, but we're limited in that because once we open it up and once we make it real with another person, well then it's not just, this crazy idea. It's, it's not just all the madness in your mind. It's right. connection, right? It's connection. So I think that's why the work that you do is so important. The work that counselors, therapists do, um, or anyone who's just going to be a listening ear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that can be really tough. Like in retrospect, I know I had a ton of people I could talk to when I was grieving, but I just didn't feel a thousand percent comfortable being completely honest with them. And for some, whatever reason, at least for me, I think some other people can relate. Um, I, I feel really comfortable talking to like a counselor, someone I've never met and being completely honest with them. And it's, right. it's liberating and it's freeing. And, and then I think that's when the insights start to come. I think that's when we start to ah, put A and B together, you know, that kind of thing. So those would be my two things. That's great. That's great. So if you had to, what would you say is one simple rule to be happy in life? Mm. That's a really good question. To be ha- one, do you say simple rule? Mm-hmm. Simple rule to be happy in life. Uh, it's to clearly define what your idea of happiness looks like. Clearly define it honestly. Not, not someone else's, not your parents, not your spouse's. What's your definition of happiness? What's that look like? And then, uh, and then enjoy the pursuit of that and, and don't get too mm-hmm. caught up in the end destination. Right. Uh, really enjoy every step of the way. So, I, I mean, that's my simple equation. Clearly define your definition, your idea, your image of what a happy life looks like and then uh, enjoy the process of it. Enjoy the process. Yeah. And I, I like that. And it kind of not, it's not being so attached to the form of it, yeah. kind of figure out that what, what that is and just kind of let it be right. Kind of step mm-hmm. back yeah, and enjoy the process. Yeah. I think, I think where a lot of us get caught up, happiness is a tough issue. It's a tough uh, idea to tackle because it, because yeah. there's 7 billion different definitions of happiness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I think where a lot of us get caught up is we we are chasing and we're pursuing 
someone else's definition of it. And I think we only figured that out through, you know, a lot of the work you do, like awareness, it's through meditation, it's through feeling, um, but only you, like only you know that. And, and then being absolutely okay with the fact that a lot of people just might not, you know, accept it or be cool with it or, uh, or agree with it. I know, especially at the beginning when I started, I come from like, very introverted family right? right we don't we don't talk about these things like yeah uh, and uh and I, I think it was tough for my siblings to wrap their head around why is there going talking about <laughs> depression and anxiety right um and that hurt me right because you love those people that hurt and of course. uh and uh I, I think i finally i mean having my wife to talk to definitely helped a ton eventually married her helped a ton someone else i could talk to but uh, just accepting it, you know, it's okay if other people, it's okay if your mom or, or your best friend don't agree with your definition of happiness. It's like, it's yours, you know, it's and, yours. And yeah. That's it at the end of the day. It's true. Awesome. So we are wrapping up in just a few minutes and um, where can people get a hold of you and, and find you and stay connected? I would love uh, to connect with you guys on, well, I guess it's, it's kind of a one-way connection, the podcast, uh, but that's where my main focus is these days. So the Myers Mindset podcast, but more so uh, on Instagram, uh, Eric Myers, E-R-I-K-M-Y-E-R-S and the number four or uh, Myers Mindset four. That, that's uh, more of the two-way communication, but uh, either of those would be awesome. And uh if you do like hit me up on Instagram, just say hi, just say heard you on Alex's show. Uh, Alex is a cool guy with great hair, and I'll be like, "What? I think so too." And we'll uh, we'll be best friends right away. So. You had pretty cool hair before, though. It was pretty long. Oh, um, the long hair. I was oh, jealous man. of your long hair. Yeah. <laughs> it was super thin, and uh, that was actually that was one of those just like random things. I was like, "I'm gonna grow it out for a year," and then I got stubborn with it. Like, I'm doing this for a year. And then I didn't like it after like four months, but I was like, I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Right. Uh, it was a good, it, I actually was thinking this too. I, I think I might, every time I write a book, I just won't, I won't cut my hair or trim my beard during that time. <laughs> Get really creative. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All my right. wife will uh, have other thoughts, but. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Eric, thank you so much for joining and I would love for you to to come back maybe and um, chat again closer to when um, the book's ready. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's always, always fun talking. Thank you. Likewise. So I am Alex Levy and this is the Alex Levy show. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please send me a hello over at Instagram. You can find me at Alex Levy underscore intuitive and the spirit guided Oracle is available for pre-order at alexlevyonline.com. And you can also connect with me at internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash Alex. Saturdays, we have Susie Parrott at 2 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. UK time. And Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern with our founder, Claudia Ibarra. And Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern with Divine Guidance with Shishi O'Donnell. Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern with Diane Morgan on Angel Navigation. Wednesday, Angel Talk with Sue. And then join me next Thursday. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with myself, Alex Levy. And if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe in the Apple Podcast so you are notified of future episodes as they are released. And for future events, 
courses, personal readings, please subscribe to my newsletter at alexlevyonline.com and you will get a free meditation just for joining. And please stay connected over at social media. Thank you guys for listening and stay spirit guided.